welcome to Average Joe's Zombie Survival Podcast. Um, the only zombie survival podcast on the market for people who are completely average. And the only zombie survival guide that you'll have absolutely no access to in a zombie apocalypse situation. It's the best medium. It is. You can't podcast. Access. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Available to all with an internet connection. Um, <laughs> which you won't have during a zombie apocalypse. Um, no, I'm Nathan. And I'm Alex. And uh, we're basically, over the next couple of episodes, if there are going to be more episodes, if anybody actually listens to this. Which you should. Uh, yeah, which you should. We're going to be taking you through uh, what to do in various situations in a zombie apocalypse, from starting off, um, moving on to like more complex situations. And using the stuff that you've got around you. Because, I mean, the average Joe is not going to have a bomb bunker beneath their home that they can seal up for with like all sorts of rations. I mean if you do, excellent, well done. But uh most people I know don't don't have that kind of preparation. And you so this is not the right people. Well, I mean, I want to be that person, really, but I, I don't think my mum and dad would be happy with me mining um, a, a military bomb bunker beneath our house. So That is fair. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, this is basically the only podcast that you're going to listen to this year that's, that's probably going to save your life, Alex. I, I would I would say more, more, even more than probably. I would say it's almost guaranteed to save your life, because we all know the zombie apocalypse is... Is impending. Well, it's, it's actually scientifically proven <laughs> that um, a zombie apocalypse will happen in the next thirty to forty seconds. Um, so and that's go. that's fact. That's. I mean, you haven't even got that much time to listen to this. You should you should be taking notes. Yeah, right now. Yeah, this is basically you're you're irresponsible if you don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, right now we're just stalling so that uh, so that you you're going to have to act on instinct. See how you're doing. Yeah, this is a test. <laughs> this is all a test. No, but um, so. Yeah, that's that's basically going to be the plan for the next couple of episodes. But more to the point, what are we, what are we talking about today, Alex? Okay, so today we need to go over the, the fundamentals, the basics. So, what is a zombie? Because if you don't know what what the enemy is, you're not going to know how to prepare for it. Straight up. Um, secondly, how can you predict or how can you tell if there's an outbreak? Because you need to get the upper hand over everyone else. I mean, it's going to be dog eat dog world for at least the first couple of weeks, and or you want to human eat human, or human eat human. I mean, dogs do, <laughs> but you're gonna you're gonna want to know how to act before most other people. So, I mean, if you come up against anyone hostile or anyone who's just completely lost it, you're gonna be prepared. And some some good courses of action, such as where to go for food, water, shelter, and um, just some things that you should be acting upon. As soon as you're certain that there's a zombie outbreak, and that should keep you alive for at least at least a couple of days, I would say. Yeah, so that that yeah, that's pretty good, I suppose. A couple of days. That's, that's yeah, well, I mean, it, one day at a time. <laughs> well, we, we'll give you about three days per episode, so keep listening. Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to be covering today. And if you are happy to be prepared and willing to listen, uh, you you'll have a good or at least a better zombie apocalypse situation. Um, and if you are happy to die a horrible, painful, and uh, awful, awful death, then please, please just turn off now. Hello, and uh, welcome back from that short animated jingle, which I am yet to... <laughs> Desire, decide what it is. Uh, it's probably going to be public domain. It's uh, it's a surprise yeah. for, for us as well as you. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's happy birthday, I apologise. We've had to use public domain music because we are poor, poor, poor people. And for some reason, the government won't fund 
our podcast, <laughs> despite the fact it is a public service podcast. Yeah, clearly. I mean, clearly they want to have all the knowledge themselves. Yeah. Okay, so um, what are we starting with? Uh? So the first thing on the list is what is a zombie? Because there are lots of different films and programs and comics that have different takes on zombies. But I think there's a few defining characteristics we've got down that you can probably be sure if there's all of these or a couple of these, it's worth taking note and keeping track of just in case. Okay, so what's what's the first characteristic of so the first characteristic we've got here is lack of fear and lack of feeling of pain. So if if you look like you're about to inflict pain on something or you're about to attack something, normally they'll, they'll flinch or move out the way. But zombies characteristically don't feel, fit, uh, feel pain and so have no sense of fear. So if something isn't afraid of uh, the actions you take, then, or if you look like you're going to hurt them, and if it doesn't react to that pain or to the threat of pain, then it's safe to assume that something's wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, and this is one thing. There's, um, in in the past, they had voodoo zombies, which people who suffered from brain damage, they still respond to the threat of pain. So you can tell if something is, is there's still got some zombie. yeah, if something's got cognitive thought. Um, and some sense of humanity left, they'll still react to pain. In fact, most animals also react to that, but zombies typically don't have that same sense of fear. Okay, so that kind of leads on to um, to our next point, which is uh, reverting back to animalistic tendencies um, and kind of a lack of cognitive thought on the level that we come to expect from humans. Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty pretty clear when you see someone acting very, very instinctively, very animal-like. Um, a lot of, like, moving towards sound and smell, um, approaching very cautiously and almost trying to round any any prey so they can't defend themselves. That's that's not normal human behaviour, ordinarily. I mean, unless you're being hunted by a group of humans, that's that's pretty... Uncommon. Which I have never been. I mean, I, I've been close. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I would say that that's probably a good sign. If if you see something that seems to be acting the way you'd, you'd maybe expect a dog or just... A... What if that thing is a dog? Well, are we, are, we, are we meant to be afraid of dogs acting like dogs? If, just... you're being, if you're being hunted by dogs, I would still probably be on your guard. Okay. Because... But not zombie. That's, that's not a zombie. Story. No, that, that's not a zombie. I, I would probably... I'd probably say that you might need to employ a little bit of a differentiating characteristics, like zombies looking a lot more like humans. Okay. But, um, but yeah, you can probably go on the, the animalism and the, the raw instinctive nature is, is probably a good, a good indicator to, to follow. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, the, the last one I've got down here is a bitey and aggressive. Bitey. Um, I think that's, that's probably the defining characteristic of a, uh, a modern zombie, yeah. Um, or our idea of a zombie. I think if you if you've got all these characteristics, but they don't spread the disease, then you've just really got a crazy person. Yeah, yeah, pretty. I mean, if you're being approached by someone who's aggressive and trying to bite you, you can you should be on guard anyway. If it's not a zombie, they're still trying to bite you. But I don't I don't know many people who, off the bat, their first first instinctive response to conflict or to just seeing someone is to bite them. So I, I would be on guard. No matter what this, it is. Yeah, obviously, disclaimer, if, if this is happening in private, what you do, do in private is uh, with biting and stuff, but uh, don't automatically assume that your partner is a zombie. Yeah, you can get into trouble using that 
that sort of uh, behaviour I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose with the the main thing to worry about with all these things is that you need to have like a solid platform before you act on this information of them being a zombie. Because if you've just got somebody who's aggressive. Um, a bit by you then you could just have a bit of a lunatic on your hands and the same goes for someone who like if someone doesn't feel fear or pain they could just be Chuck Norris yeah very true and you don't want to fight Chuck Norris no um, that, that's, that's not fun but um, also if if we're going on the assumption that you're one of the first people to notice this behaviour if you act ra- rashly and go and decapitate someone even if they turned out to be a zombie you might end up in uh, ends with the law and if the outbreak isn't a big one and there's not going to be the toppling of human civilization you could end up in a pretty dire situation so you want to be keeping tabs but you want to make sure you want to be afraid of these but don't act in an aggressive fashion unless you're immediately threatened yourself if someone comes up to you and tries to bite you then fair enough act in an aggressive fashion but if you just walk past someone who seems to be biting someone else then uh, don't just decapitate them automatically perhaps use 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 some initiative. Use some force. Yeah, I would say use some initiative. And I mean, if you if you really if you're feeling like a hero, you can try and use the necessary amount of force to get them off and keep them at bay. But I think if you're if they seem to be a zombie, I think saving someone who's bitten is is probably not going to go your way. So I would just I would be prepared. Um, make make sure you've got your things in order if you see something like that going on or hear about it. Okay, so in summary, what, what what you're really looking for is a lack of fear um, when it comes to pain and a lack of feeling of pain. Um, people or well, general animals, I suppose, have reverted even further to animalistic tendencies than they already had, and they're lacking a bit more cognitive thought than is usual. And people who like who are biting um, is obviously a good sign. Yeah, uh, aggression. Um, from them. Other than that, you have the stereotypical kind of like if somebody's flesh is rotting from their bone, uh, yeah. or they 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 walk it along and uh, after the phrase uh, brains, then, yeah, then you, you're looking at probably a zombie. But then you're probably on a movie set rather than a yeah real life. I think I think there's a it's it's almost it's very Hollywood to um to assume that zombies are going to give you the the very direct. Notice that they're going for your brain. I would like society zombies. Well, you know, I mean, maybe in England and possibly Canada, but um, I, don't, I don't think anywhere else is quite polite enough to have infected zombies announcing what they're going to do. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's that's basically what you're looking out for. And again, we can't specify this enough. Do not act rashly upon these things. Just just use them as indicators um, that something's wrong, and you should start and begin to prepare for perhaps the zombie outbreak. <laughs> Okay, so our next section is how to predict and foresee uh, an apocalypse when you don't meet a zombie in person, I suppose. Would be... Yeah, yeah, so I, th- I think you should do the first one. I think okay. I shout. Yeah, okay, so um, obviously the most obvious, obvious uh, sign being a zombie apocalypse um, is that you are nearly bitten or are bitten by a zombie. Um, but again, this requires you to be there. Um, which is quite unlikely, unlikely, really. Yeah, if you think... I mean, the number of zombies is supposed to increase exponentially. So every time one zombie bites someone, that person can bite another two people, they can bite people. It increases quite quickly, but if you're on your on your guard and you're looking out as this podcast recommends, 
you shouldn't be bitten yourself. You might hear about someone being bitten, you might even narrowly escape. But if you've been bitten, you've, you've probably not followed our advice. Yeah, so. well, unless you're living or working in a top-secret government test zombie facility, um, then you're not going to be really at the the scene of the outbreak. So really, this section is about how to how to pick up on these signs before it gets it gets worse and you're in big trouble. Yeah, uh, one variation of that you can look out for is if um, the zombie virus is anything like rabies, as it's commonly thought to be. Um, zombies could be found biting things other than humans. They could be fi- found eating animals just raw or even biting materials such as wood or trees, um, which can be a good indicator. I think if you see someone gnawing on a tree, they're probably there's probably something going on. Unless you're a beaver. Unless you're a beaver. If you're a beaver, then don't don't attack your neighbours. If you're a beaver, kudos to you for listening to this podcast. Yeah, I mean... That's, that's pretty impressive. I mean. You've done very well to follow us this far. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're not a beaver and all these, uh, <laughs> and all these things are happening, then then usually you've, you've, you've kind of got a problem there, um, I'd say. Um, but, but you really want to be reacting to things before it gets to the point where your neighbour or best friend is gnawing on a tree yeah. and or the leg of a loved one. Yeah, I mean, you want to ultimately try and prevent that. So what would be the first thing that you would look out for pre, pre-outbreak? So I would say pre-outbreak, you're, you're talking about um, something about mass illness or lethargy, even if it's not really clear what's causing it. There's a lot of people getting ill, feeling really run down, almost not seeing themselves or in an enclosed area. That's a good way to start. Okay, so kind of look, looking out for signs in like people around you that they're not quite right, and like not just on a small like family friend scale, like a large, kind yeah, of po- like large swathes of population really coming down with something. Yeah, I mean most common colds and flus can make you feel pretty pretty low. So this isn't this isn't an immediate jump to a zombie apocalypse, but if an absurd amount of people seem to be reacting that way, and you can't really think of a common reason why. I mean, it, in, in the height of summer, most people don't get, like, loads of people getting the flu at the same time. So it's worth keeping your eyes peeled at that point. Yeah, just so kind of like, again, alarm bell about this yeah. a little bit. Just just to keep you on edge for these other signs that you're, that you're looking for. I, um, after kind of, like, the start of an outbreak, it, it's, it's often violent, um, kind of unprovoked mass rioting or... Like, acts of violence, I suppose. Um, yeah. Like, mass movements of people acting like they shouldn't be acting. Yeah. And, I mean, that could be through masses of people being zombies or masses of people combating zombies. I mean, if the zombie apocalypse hasn't been announced, people just attacking lethargic-looking pedestrians is going to be considered a riot. Or how, how do they announce zombie apocalypses? Is it, like, a, a Met Office report? Or well, low... Low pressure coming in from the east, zombie hordes from the west. I assume it would it'd be just before the weather. Um, but on the um, Between I, the hay fever report yeah. and the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think most... I think the t- television, maybe the radio, they have emergency broadcasts. But if you're, if you're hearing those about zombie apocalypse, too it late. might be too late to do a lot of these things. You want to you get in there before everyone else has already noticed. You don't want to be the last person to realise. Okay, so a lot of these things are mass 
things, um, like yes. a group, a large group of people. Like you, you occasionally see like small acts of violence at some riot, and maybe you occasionally see a small group of people, like a primary school, where they're, they're like it's self-contained germs in there, really, um, and they get ill. Um, but this is a, an on mass thing. This is an unusual yeah. kind of thing. That this is we're from. talking citywide or, or greater. You know, if, if your your town or city and neighbouring towns and cities, almost or everyone seems to be coming down with something. There's it's highly virulent, whatever it is, and that's when you sh- when you should be preparing. Just looking out for these other signs, making sure you're prepared because even if it's not the zombie virus, you, there's a good chance you're going to need to evacuate the area. And if it is the zombie virus then you're, you're far safer if you're already prepared. Yeah, so what, what would we be looking... Like, we mentioned news reports um, and things like that. And what would we be looking for, like, in the run-up before they announce between the hay fever section and the weather, the latest <laughs> apocalypse? What would we be looking for? What kind of, like, news signs would there be? Well, the... One big thing, and again, we're going on the assumption that it's a, a virus that's quite close to um, classical rabies, is the mention of rabid animals or, or even people infected by rabies in the area because in most developed countries rabies was already eradicated um a good 100 years or so now i mean i think the last case in the uk was 1922 so you're thinking that's a lot of people facts facts. facts um i think it may have been brought back in after world war one and that was a long time ago so if you're hearing about an outbreak of rabies that's that's not a regular a regular outbreak or a regular occurrence. Well, you should be afraid of an outbreak of rabies, even on the basis that it's rabies. Yeah, I mean, the, the one big difference between rabies and a zombie virus is that rabies, you can you can get post-exposure treatment as long as the symptoms haven't begin, began to show. But it's commonly accepted that if you're bitten by a zombie, there is no cure. So... Try not to get bitten, regardless. If it's rabies, you don't want to get bitten anyway. But um, if it's you don't a zombie, want rabies. you don't want rabies. But you want zombies even less. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, look out for mentions of rabies or a similar virus. Um, you, normally, it's not. You don't jump to a conclusion like saying it's definitely this disease. But those sorts of diseases would have been identified and eradicated pretty early on. So the mention of rabies should be like a red warning, like really yeah. again. Um, like. I think the the main thing that you should consider is, unless you watch 24-hour media news all the time, um, and even then, it's not the quickest reaction to things. I think probably in the modern day and age, the best defense against ignorance of a zombie outbreak will be social media. Yeah, yeah, it's fast spread of information, and it, the, the average person doesn't have any need to cover over something like that to avoid panic. I mean, you can use Twitter, you've got hashtag zombie outbreak there. <laughs> um... The kind of Instagram pictures of brains on plates from teenage zombies, but yeah, like on a, on a genuine notice, like you will, people will tweet these things and post these things on social media before they even reach the the mainstream media. And even if it does reach the mainstream media, a lot of the problem is the mainstream media could often be put into a blackout by the government. Yeah, sometimes the conspiracy the theories. <laughs> now the panic of an outbreak like that. Sometimes it's easier to contain it if it's being kept from the public. But for you, the average Joe, you're going to want to get out of there pretty quick. And social media, someone saying that on their way home they were almost bitten by someone, you know, what a terrible day. Warning sign. Straight away. I mean, you know, you don't just scroll past that. People, like we said earlier, people don't just bite people in the street normally. Um, If you see something like that on social media, it's, it's a good sign that 
something is going on. Pictures of cats by Dimitro. That'll be... Yeah, yeah. The internet. I mean, if animals are affected... And, I mean, certain certain viruses that, are, that work the same way, they do affect more than just humans. But um, even if, you know, just the occasional, like, I don't know, dog or livestock even, if they're affected and they start acting out, to to sign. So we we should basically what you're saying is search Twitter regularly for keywords oh. like bite, brains, zombie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You should be spending at least eighteen hours a day. <laughs> eighteen flash. There you go. Eighteen hours a day. It's the only way to ensure your safety. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think you know any less and you you're leaving yourself exposed. But that's a, that's a way to find out about these other these other threats and these other warning signs. And kind of, like, you're, you're building, you're, once again, you're building up a picture here. You're not just going on social media and if somebody tweets, I've been attacked by a zombie, instantaneously thinking there's a zombie outbreak. Because people are crazy. Yeah. The truth in the combination of these, these different signs and a little bit of initiative and common sense. Yeah. Once you find out. one of these signs, like, like do, a bit, do a bit of digging yourself, do a bit of research. Yeah, keep tabs on things like that. And um, and just obviously adapt it to your area. If you're in a busy city, sometimes there will be like big fights or you know violent outbreaks. Like if there's some kind of gang turf war or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where you're from. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you're, apparently, you're from 1980s uh, movie gangland. But uh... yeah, yeah, well, you know, let's not make any assumptions. But <laughs> <laughs> and if you're living on your own um, in a cottage somewhere, if your entire village comes down with the cold, then and it's just you in the village, then you can probably assume you, you've got a cold. Yeah, I mean, you're probably not a zombie if it's just you who got ill, but. Yeah, if you're in if you're in a small area and it turns out every area within like a two hundred mile radius is getting the same like coming down with lethargy and whatnot, that's probably a good sign to keep track of it. Maybe make sure you know the best way out of that area. There you go. Alex, there's a horde of zombies outside. They're banging on the door, or at least they're banging on the neighbor's door. I haven't got much time. What or what, what am I going to do? What, what, what's my idea to do? Or at least if there's zombies in the village, or what, what am I going to do to uh, to prepare myself for the impending apocalypse? Okay. Well, firstly, you silently feel sorry for your neighbour while shirking away from the window, making sure they don't see you. Unless you didn't like the neighbour. Well, you know, you just pretend, pretend that you feel bad, Not so you've got a good story for later on. Okay. <laughs> but the first thing that I personally would do, and I've heard a lot of people say that they would do something similar is any sinks baths showers just plug up all the taps and turn on the water because you can't last long without water and i don't think most people know the best way to just get fresh uncontaminated water especially if there's zombies walking around and if i don't know if the government cuts it off or if it's just if it stops working at any point you've got about three days really um without any clean water or fluids um, but if you've got some bottled water from the first days of the zombie apocalypse, you've, you can give yourself a lot more time. Um, so take but, a nice bath. Yeah, take a nice bath. You know, plug up the sinks. Um, try and keep as much of the water, like, there. Keep it, like, keep it bottled straight up. Don't let anything fall into it and have, like, masses of, of contaminated water. Um, just... Bottle up as much water as you can, have that prepared as much as you can carry, really. And then I think 
going back well, onto what I said a bit earlier, most people don't know how to purify water. Well, Alex, yeah, do you know how to purify water? I don't. Do you know Do you know how to start fires or, or build a small nuclear submarine? Um, <laughs> a nu- <laughs> nuclear submarine, I, I don't... I wouldn't even know where to begin with the right tools. Right, there you go. So how, how are we going to solve this? I think, that, like, like where, where do we go? Like, how do we get all this information quickly without actually having to prepare in any way? Like, uh, for example, me, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure from a scientific point of view that zombie apocalypse is going to happen, but I'm just too lazy to prepare all, these, all this information and learn it in advance. So what am I going to do? Well, I mean, for those of you that haven't already got extreme survival skills, because, you know... Day-to-day life already has enough things for you to be focusing on. It's probably a good idea to either get to a printer and some internet access while you still can, because that's another thing that's going to go down pretty quickly, and print off some of these things. Download some survival guides, some things, like some instructions on how to do these things, because they do exist. And once you've got the information, it's there. It's there to be used. Put in a nice bound folder so it's nice and safe. Yeah, like, keep it on you because you're going to need a lot of skills that you just don't have in in regular like society, everyday life. So examples of that would be, like, how to purify water, how to generate electricity, yeah. how to jumpstart cars, how to fortify buildings, how to stuff like that. Just, just, just anything you can think of, really. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the big ones, if you know how to ferment fruits to get alcohols alcohol is extremely good um one for just keeping morale up apparently (laughs) but if you if you at any point need to sterilize a wound i don't think it work exactly for a zombie bite but you can cut yourself all over the place in a rundown town or out in the wilderness you don't want to get infected by anything else as well as a zombie virus you want to make sure you're completely clean alcohol is great for sterilization and uh, Molotov cocktails, personal favourite weapon. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know. So yeah, you can do that on the internet. You can also, uh, uh, when you're on the internet, just just do all your internet stuff because this could be the last time you're ever on the internet. So yeah, send messages to people you're not you're not near because it's going to put your mind at rest a bit. If you warn people who are far away from the incident, like family or, or friends, you at least know they've had that warning that you might not have had. If you, you know, you've you've spotted it yourself, and you're that front line of defence, really, for everyone you know. You let the people you like know. <laughs> watch some. Make sure you watch some YouTube videos on like piano playing cats and stuff. So yeah, it could be your last time. Um, but you can also get this information from books. Yeah, um, even though they're a bit more unwieldy to like carry. Um, and I, and me personally, I don't have a library of survivalist books in my house. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. <laughs> and is that, is that a future birthday present? Or well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But books are fragile as well. Um, if you're if you're going to be looking for books, be aware that if you don't look early on, they can be in tatters. They can get. They yeah. can be burnt. They can be saturated, and then they can be they can be just useless after that. Um, use the internet while you've got it. It's just well, going to well, help a lot. On that note, what you could always do is download several episodes of um, Average Joe's Zombie Survival you could, Podcast. You could onto onto a, you know your luxuries that you're, you you might bring with you to keep you sane. Like you know, you've got an MP3 player or something. Yeah, to keep batteries. You... Yeah, you've got you've got to stay stay happy in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, got to look after yourself. You've got to look after number one. I mean, if you're not in a mentally fit state, then what's separating you from zombies? Really? Exactly. I mean, if you if you reduce yourself to a state where you're trying to 
feed on human flesh and you're just stumbling around aimlessly. Sounds a lot like a zombie to me. It, well, that is fair. So, so take your luxuries, like, if you've got a, I don't know, take some books, like, if you've yeah. got, you've got some favourite books, maybe a portable DVD player, uh, get some batteries together. Um, yeah. I mean, if, even if it doesn't last that long, and even if you've eventually got to ditch it for some, some more valuable supplies. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have some photos with you, if you've got, like, if, you, if you've got teddy bears. Yeah. Uh, anything like I that. Mean, like, they seem futile now, but, like, in a zombie apocalypse survival situation, where it's, like, years after, like, stuff like that, you've got to cling on to. Yeah. Like, if take you think, your child, for example. Like Good, good shout. Good like, shout. <laughs> take <laughs> your child with child. you. Like, your child would probably, you know, you, it might not seem important at the time, but if you leave your child, you're probably going to regret it. Yeah. And you think you're sleeping out in a um, hastily made shelter... The ground is really uncomfortable, and it's probably you're probably never going to sleep in a good bed again. Having that little teddy bear from home, it gives you that moment of solace where you remember that you you had like a good life, and you can return to that if you just keep hanging on until <laughs> until everything blows over. So, <laughs> it's more Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Alex, I've I've got I've gone to my printer. I've watched my cart videos. Got all my info. I've got all my luxury stuff. Got some water like lying around the house. It's all balled up. It's all my things. What do I do next? What, what what's my plan now? Okay, so realistically, you've got water, but you haven't got all your nutrients. You're gonna. What need... other nutrients do I need other than the water? Well, I mean, you, if you don't have iron, if you don't have calcium, I, 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 yeah, I, you're yeah. gonna. I mean, if you don't have iron, you're gonna look lethargic anyway. That's never a good way to go in a zombie apocalypse. You want to be the opposite of lethargic. You want to be able to completely counter them. Um, you need calcium, you're going to need a lot of protein, you, know, you want to be building muscle, you want to be athletic enough to outrun these things. You're gonna if, need only, if, if only there was a way I could ingest some sort of item that would give me all these nutrients and energy. Well, I mean, it used to, used to be quite tough, but now, in the modern day, we have food. <laughs> food. Okay, so where would, where would I get this food from? Well, unfortunately, we've modern society to get food you just go to the supermarket you go into a nice big area where it's got everything and you just pick up what you want pay some money over walk out with everything you need but in a zombie apocalypse money's not going to be as valuable okay this this split this into two then so let's they say you are the conscientious zombie spotter um you know it's coming you've known for a, a couple of minutes it's probably gonna break on the news in the night and Stuff so so what do, like I'm walking into a supermarket, nobody else knows, just me. Okay. What, what do, like, what do I do? So nobody else knows. It's just you. You're less likely to encounter people trying to like loot the place. Um, you're less likely to find that your money is now worthless. Um, you want to be acting pretty casual. You don't want anyone to suddenly start trying to like rob the place and run out with every single valuable item. You want to go in and you want to grab things that are going to last. Okay, and, and I can, ultimately, I can pay as much as I, like, yeah. just use, if you know that it's, like, I, I stress this, if you think there's a zombie apocalypse and you're not quite sure, don't spend all your money on food. No. If you don't know, if you know for definite that there's a zombie apocalypse and you know nobody else knows, then go in, spend all your money, it's useless now, at the end of the day, money's not going to come, write the check, like, write, yeah. write checks for the food, pay for them, at the end of the day, the check, like, nobody's going to cash it if they're yeah. a zombie. Your check bounces. Who's going to come after you? Exactly. Other than zombies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, zombies who have had, the, had checks that have bounced. 
you know, they're going to be mad. <laughs> so, so, it's, so if you know, and you're the first one to know, or one of the first ones to know, then it's very easy to pick up these items and pay for them. Um, what happens if we don't know? If if it's if we are basically like, I'm in my house. You want the masses. Miss, Miss Miller outside is like clawing at my door. She's like asking for my brains. Like this is how I find out. Okay, I so... managed to impale Miss Miller with. <laughs> some sort of, Poor Miss Miller. Some sort of blunt. <laughs> impaling her with a blunt object is even more impressive. But I managed to like somehow like remove her head from her shoulders, and I'm I'm, I'm going to get through. Where, where where do I go? Okay, so you step out your house. You got a puddle of Miss Miller. Yeah, you, you climb over the puddle of Miss Miller, and the first instinct, right? Let's go to a supermarket. But if you go to the supermarket and there's already been Miss Miller climbing at your door, there's probably like a hundred Miss Millers outside the supermarket trying to claw to get in. Because it's all glass windows, and every person, every like, you know, Miss Miller and Mr. Jones. Well, they, Mr. Miller's there. Miller's there and Mr. Miller's down probably there. pretty annoyed that I've killed his wife in the exactly. blind Exactly. They're all in the supermarket because they've all had the same idea to get the food from the place that's got it all. And, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Miller, but you're probably going to get eaten because the supermarket is just glass windows. So what you're saying is, in the zombie apocalypse, the supermarket becomes a supermarket for zombie shopping. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, zombies go there. They see, they see windows and displayed in those windows loads of people. Loads right. of people for, like fresh pickings. Yeah? So, so where would I go then if I, if I can't? I, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm a modern man. I don't know where else to get food from. Well, I mean, if everyone's gone to the supermarket, if you really have, you know, you, at your wit's end, local corner shops, only certain number of houses are going to be close enough to warrant going to a smaller place when they could go to a supermarket. Food banks? Food banks as well. Lots of tin can food there. Yeah, you, you go in there. There's only a few people who are going to know about it and bother to go there. And it's less advertised, not massive open windows and, you know, lovely displays of people doing their, their shopping. You go in there, you're looking for a lot of food that's going to last. And we've got a small list of what that could... Small list. Small list. I mean, this isn't the only stuff you'll need, but this is a good a good idea. Yeah, so good stuff. So, so dried... Noodles or ramen or pasta. Yeah. So, I mean, you need some boiling water and you've got yourself essentially a meal there. Carbohydrates yeah. to keep you going. Lasts a very long time. Some pastas yeah. have a, a years and years of shelf life. Yeah. Um, um, as long as they're sealed, make sure you seal them. You can get weevils or whatever they're str- called. Straight away, you know, we're talking about basic hygiene now. Seal your food. Make sure all of your food is set. If you've got a can that's got a hole in it, just go for a, a different can. It take you like you know a few seconds to go for the one just behind it on the shelf, but it could you know later later on when you're running out of food that can could save your life. Okay, um, what what else could we have in our, in it when we we're, we're doing our supermarket sweep? So one that I'm particularly fond of is honey, because it never really goes off. It's basically just sugar, um, and honey has been used for medicinal purposes as well from ancient civilizations back in ancient Egypt. Honey dressing can cover up wounds. Again, I won't put it on a zombie bite. I'm not sure it's going to help. But you've cut yourself, and you've got an ulcer, something like that. Um, honey dressing, just as good as any standard dressing. And if you if you don't need the medicinal uses, honey doesn't go off. Good food source. Okay. Um, other than that, I suppose you've got ready-to-eat meals. Yep. Um, MREs, they're called. Um, yeah, you don't go for microwave meals. You're not going to get a microwave. (laughs) You don't have a microwave. No, that is a... Well, you will have a microwave, but you just probably won't be a good idea to power it. And even if you can't power it, you don't want to attract zombies with... Ding! 
Yeah, and you know, if you if you're generating your own electricity, you've only got a certain capacity. You don't want to spend all your, all your day's electricity, all that stuff that you've generated on uh, on enchilada. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, subpar enchilada. <laughs> subpar enchilada. <laughs> um, so meat wise, dry meat. I mean, you're looking at stuff like you could dry meat yourself. Um, yeah, it is perfectly reasonable to get a drying rack. Um, it's not that hard. Um, again, this is something that you can print off on the internet when you, this starts and dry your own meat. If not, you can pick up dry meat from supermarkets. You've got like if you you you've got stuff like beef jerky, which yeah. is available on any alcohol aisle in the little pull down things, unless you live in America, in which case you probably have normally priced beef jerky over there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculously expensive, but it doesn't matter. It's a zombie apocalypse. Treat yourself. Um, <laughs> or you've got Parma ham, stuff like that. Just dried yeah. meats, just dried, dried cuts of meat. And I mean, you'll find that in so many areas. Like you go to any any corner shop, any food bank, you're going to find something along those lines. And it's just that extra protein is going to help you build up a bit of muscle mass later on that you can use, like to keep yourself. It's athletic. important to get that beach body. Yeah, well, you know. You don't want to die looking looking subpar. <laughs> um, other than that, you've got canned fruits. Canned beans are very good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you could go for Heinz or any other major brand. Um, or non-major brand. Or <laughs> major, brand. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, well, if, if, you, if it's free or you, your money's irrelevant, then you may as well go for these nice things. Yeah, and not that we're necessarily promoting it, but if, if you're one of those, like, you've caught on late, you're probably not going to be buying stuff. You're probably going to be looting places. Just make sure that if you're going to loot it, that this is actually get... happening. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're not doing just... it preemptively. <laughs> yeah, I don't think um, I thought it was a zombie apocalypse. Counts as a good excuse to call. No, no. If if Miss Miller is already in a puddle at your door and you're pretty sure, you <laughs> yeah. can probably go and loot somewhere. You've got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if Miss Miller is still happily in her home, yeah, if she's like... just dropping a parcel off. Then yeah, and you're you're speculating. I wouldn't go looting and threatening to kill people over a can of beans. You know, um, unless you really, really, really like beans. Well, yeah. Um, actually, on the concept, on the uh, topic of beans, I myself am allergic to beans. Make sure you know what you're allergic to, <laughs> because some this people... is a this is a life um, tip, not yeah. just a zombie apocalypse tip. Just in general, well, make I mean, sure you know what you, what's going to kill you. Yeah. If if I if I had an allergic reaction site now, I could probably be raced at hospital and they would not by me oh, okay maybe not busy. <laughs> someone might you know miss miller might race me to the hospital and i'll be okay and they'll they'll be like that was a that was a close call but we've given you an epipen or whatever helps um quell that reaction and you're fine in the zombie apocalypse racing to the hospital you're likely to just find more zombies Really, I mean, where's where are the the bitten infected going to go to begin with? Probably to the hospital. All these zombies coming over here, taking our NHS jobs. I know, I know, it's, it's awful. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> okay, so other than uh, canned canned goods, uh, powdered milk. Powdered milk. I mean, you think how quickly your milk goes off, and also how how much you use milk for milk. Yeah, you can the sources. Yeah, and. Milk is a drink. It gives you fluid. It is a drink. It is a drink. Facts. I mean, powdered milk isn't. <laughs> but milk is a drink that gives you fluids, but it also gives you calcium, fat. It's it's more nutritional. So it's not going to keep you as hydrated as water will, but it's it's a drink that will give you nutrients. So it's extremely valuable. It's worth having around. And I mean, if you've ever thought about taking up a health diet, now's the time. 
I mean, if you can pick up protein yeah. bars, supplements, uh, protein supplements, um, anything like that, anything yeah. that's going to aid, just give you those little, because like, you're not going to have a varied diet in the world. No. You're not going to be able to do that. Um, so it's nice to have these like these sup- these iron supplements and these vitamin supplements. Yeah. You don't want to be that that one person in your group who's got a protein deficiency like part way through. Everyone's like raring to you know they're fighting fit, and you're sitting there withering away because you've not got a good a good mix of stuff. Just grab some supplements, especially or, if you're looting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're looting, they're, they're inexpensive in looting stuff. So. Yeah, they're, they're small. You can just grab them. I mean, even if you're buying, I know they're expensive. Kendall but... Mint Cake. I mean, like that yeah. energy. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for an easy, quick way to carry around and provide yourself with nutrients and energy. That's that's that's, that's your brief. Something that's going to last a long time. That's easy to carry and store, and is going to provide you with a lot of nutrients and energy. Um, and then think long term. If you're in a supermarket, pick up some seeds. Pick up some some things yeah. that are going to make you be able to produce your own food because you're not looking to survive for a week or two like ultimately the get, the goal is to survive yeah and to live a, a, an existence which you're not you're not just wanting to be eaten by a zombie i mean look yeah. for some, you want some varied stuff you don't want to just be eating plain pasta every day for the rest of i mean you have to go on the assumption that it's going to be a long drawn out survival game yeah if you if you go out there and you let it be over in a couple of days if it's not you're going to struggle. If you go out thinking it's going to be a lifetime of zombie survival, if society kicks back in and it's quelled, then great, you've survived. You've just got to readjust. It's it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be easier than if you thought it was going to be over in two days and you had to live for two months. We forgot one of the best stored things, which is one of the most important things, which is hard liquor. <laughs> uh, whiskey, vodka, uh, you know, that kind of thing. They do not go off. Like, it, it, you can keep a bottle of whiskey there for ages and... It's a zombie apocalypse. Like, what, you know, if it's going to bring you a little bit of pleasure in life to have a glass of whiskey yeah. or to get completely, like, because at some point you might be bit, just get drunk. Like, I mean, you don't want to go out. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to go out sober. We're not advocating drink, but in a zombie apocalypse situation, it's going to last you a long time. Liquor, go for it, pick some yeah. up, you know. And again, the 101 uses of alcohol. Exactly. You know, it, it can be used to sterilise the surface. You can use it for makeshift Molotovs. I mean, it sounds silly, but you're in a zombie apocalypse now. I mean, have you got any Molotovs stored away? I haven't. Uh, well, <laughs> I personally do. <laughs> but it's a personal hobby, so... Well, that's fair, uh, that's fair. <laughs> one thing we do have to debunk for any Americans out there in America land is the Twinkies. The Twinkie if theory. If you've seen Zombieland, there is a scene... Where one of the greatest characters in any zombie movie ever, if you, uh, if you mind me, it is, it is a good film. Eats Twinkies years after the apocalypse, and in the the belief the Twinkies last forever. Alex, do they last forever? They don't. Forty-five days. Forty-five That's days. That's the shelf life of a Twinkie. They're filled with cream. They bread. Cream goes off. Bread goes off. They mold, guys. They mold. Do not pick up Twinkies. Like if you're looking for Twinkies in the UK, you're gonna have a tough time anyway. I mean, so you're, you you're wasting your days. time. In America, don't pick up Twinkies in the belief that they're gonna last you forever. One, you shouldn't survive on a diet of Twinkies alone. No, no man can survive on Twinkies alone, or woman. And two, they are not as durable and long-lasting as we are led to believe. No, I mean, it's, it's the first days of the zombie apocalypse and you go into the shop and you see one, take one, eat one, enjoy it, but don't yeah, base your but entire then that, survival that, that, is, that is the same for any 
confectionery yeah. brand. It, just pick your favourite confectionery brand. I'm sure Skittles last a long time. I like Skittles. Yeah. I'd pick up more Skittles. Yeah. Grab, grab a treat, but don't try you to make Skittle it. vodka with your vodka then. <laughs> really living the highlight. Really living the highlight. So I'm in my I'm in my, my food shopping. Um I'm in this big supermarket or this these small like row of shops. What else am I gonna need to pick up while I'm there? What am I gonna need to survive this zombie apocalypse? Well, while you're while you're there shopping, you've you've got the problem that you could be at your house. Mr. Miller could now be a zombie outside your door. How are you going to get back in? I mean, you back home you had quite a lot of supplies and stuff. You wouldn't have gone out carrying everything. You're going to need some some makeshift weapon, something that can deal with en- enough damage to turn scary Miss Miller zombie into a puddle. There you go. So where am I going to get this? Could I could I pop to my local DIY store and and ask for the the sharpest machete on the in you know on these on the shelves? No, probably not. But you can go looking into areas with gardening tools, very sharp and made to be durable. Um, so I could, for example, just pick up some shears or yeah, I mean a shovel. If I if you get like a brand new shovel, watering can, shears, uh, <laughs> watering can, maybe. <laughs> I'm so not just any garden supply. No, you're looking at very specific, yeah. pointy. Pitchfork. I mean, I think heavy. a shovel. If you've got a, a nice sharp shovel with some weight behind it, you've got. A good swing, you could probably use that. Um, garden fork is, is going to be good for piercing through eye sockets and such. Nice. Yeah. Um, hedge hedge clippers. I mean, you don't really want to get that close, but you've got blades there that are made to last. Don't rely on those shop bought display weapons. The uh, the little katanas and and machetes that are made for collectibles because they're not made to pierce bone. They're not made to kill people they display ornaments okay so don't pick up that what what happens if i i i'm branching my weapon picked it up i've got my my heavy shovel or mallet or something and i walk home and miss miller's mr miller's at the front door i smack him with whatever i've got or as you said pierces <laughs> pierces face with my pointy garden tool um <laughs> and as i'm doing it i cut myself well what should i have done to like make this less Okay, so you've cut yourself, and luckily for you, there's been no fluid transfer from poor Mr. Miller or Mrs. Miller on the floor. Hopefully not. Yeah, so you're not infected, um, or you know, maybe maybe you cut yourself looting one of the shops, you know, a bit of glass. Um, what am I wishing I should have picked up while I was at the shop? You should have picked up some, some pharmaceuticals, something to patch it up, just something to ease the pain, something to cover it. You don't want to get a little bit of residual zombie blood in a in a wound and you've died despite the fact that you've done an amazing job of killing those zombies. So I'm looking at like bandages, antiseptics, yeah, um, anything like that really. Um, yeah, and right the way down to, you know, later on, you're going to want to stay clean. You don't want to you don't want to end up with a plague or something horrible like that. You want to have toiletries, something just to keep you a little bit a little bit fresh, even if it's just for a little while. A bar of soap doesn't weigh a lot. So I so just just raid the aisle already. Yeah, I'm just looking for stuff that's going to keep me clean, alive. Yeah, and safe. And we don't know how zombies detect humans. If it's done by smell, you don't want to be smelling like a human. You don't want to be smelling the body odor. You want to smell like tea tree. You want to smell like apples. You want to smell like everything down the aisle, but human. <laughs> Other than leeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're female zombies. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, you don't want to attract. <laughs> That they come after them like crazy. Links attract is that is not the way to go. You're trying to repel. Get links repel. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm 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 there. I'm in my shop. Um. 
I've got my toiletries, I've got my food, I've got my my gardening implements. Um, you know, I picked up a rucksack because that would be the sensible thing to do. To Very get, sensible to thing. Store these things because I don't want to be running around with a trolley like the guy from the road. Um, <laughs> is there anything else I need to pick up while I'm here? Well, you're gonna go back home with all your stuff, and I mean, say the internet's gone now. You know, you 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 lost your chance. You either got a book or you printed off some bits, but you didn't quite get to message anyone. You're gonna want some communication with the outside world. You want to know if, if the army are going to come rolling through. You want to know if it's the end of the world. So what you're saying is I should pick up some sort of smoke signal kit? Is that the most effective way to do this? I mean, the issue with a smoke signal kit is you might get the wrong type of attention. What you want is a radio or some some kind of broadcasting system and some batteries for it. That, that is always a good idea. Yeah. I if mean, walkie-talkies work yeah. just as well. Walkie-talkies, but... You so it's just communication that. devices that you yeah. usually have. I mean, like, you could pick up, like, if you're in the electronics department, look for stuff that's useful to you. Like, if there's a generator there, which a lot of supermarkets do sell, like, they're all purpose now. Pick up a generator. Like, pick up some batteries, pick up some radios, some, some walkie-talkies. Like, just stuff that's going to, like, like, help you. Don't go into the thing, pick up the newest PlayStation game, or there is, you know, an Xbox game or anything. Because that's <laughs> not going to be any use to you right now. You need to be Those pick- days are over. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be picking up stuff that is useful to you yeah and one thing that you should probably just in the order of things to do read through that survival sheet you printed off or that book on surviving maybe you need just an empty plastic bottle and you just walk past so many of them and you just didn't pick them up because why would you need a plastic bottle maybe you don't know call to cook stuff yeah just just stuff that is basically think of it as a camping trip if you're going to take something to a camping trip you and you think oh that could be useful then that's what you're going to want yeah, and if you can, if you're if you're anywhere in, I, I know my local supermarket sells like DIY supplies and stuff. If you can pick up some nails, some wood, do you know what I mean? And you're basically looking like if your supermarket's next door and you can carry stuff over, then go go to town, be as much as you want. Otherwise, you've got to prioritize these things. Your most important thing is food and pharmaceuticals. But then, obviously, if you've got more room, you know, you're yeah. looking at stuff like generators, radios, yeah, um, things to settle down with wood, yeah, and. Just don't don't get carried away with oh this could come in handy this could you know, make sure you know what you're doing don't pick up you know four generators and you realise you have no idea what to do with them and your survival thing tells you how to make a generator or something easier you know be smart about it don't let the panic set in to yeah, keep a level head yeah keep a level take head take a swig of the whiskey <laughs> and keep use a that hard head. liquor keep, it's there keep a level head obviously yeah. the hard liquor comes first. An important thing. Wow, that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so I, I picked up all my food, my toiletries, my generator, my my supplies. I smacked Mister Miller across the head. He's now lying by Missus Miller. It's quite sweet, really. Uh, I get inside. I close the door. What am I doing next? Well, unfortunately, Mister Miller and Missus Miller visited their other neighbours before they visited you, and quite a lot of your neighbourhood is is becoming a Mister and Missus Miller situation. So. Do you want the door just to be unguarded? I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Miller then get in themselves. But if you've got five or ten, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Millers trying to break through, you're going to want to either board that up. You're going to want to... Either you've got a hole up or you've got to move. And to that's, do that... That's the next decision, then, I suppose, is hole up or move. Yeah, you need to know your area. If if there's somewhere better to move to, get there quick. Because every other person who knows the area well enough will probably have thought of it, who's not a zombie. And... You also want to get there before the zombies get there. If the zombies get there, it's, it's no use. You can get into a, a beautiful castle, completely heavily defended, you know, impenetrable walls, and it's filled with zombies. 
it's game over. So that'd be a nice decision then. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll cover that next week. Yep, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, I hope this has been helpful. I hope the zombie apocalypse hasn't broken out yet. I want to see as, as few Mr. and Mrs. Millers as possible. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you for listening. Uh, you could probably, if my IT skills are as awfully... <laughs> Like, I'm prepared, as they say, this might not happen, but if they aren't, um, you can probably find us on Podbay or any of the other podcasting sites. Uh, we'll also be available, hopefully, I know there's a regular selection process, but hopefully on iTunes at some point. Um, if, I can, nice. if I can do this. Um, you can email us at a email address, which I created last night, which I... Th- no, I'll have to make a new one, but it will hopefully be averagejawszombie at gmail.com. Um, with any questions and stuff, we'd be happy to answer. Like, if you have any specific survival ideas, we'd be happy to field them. It'd be, it'd be nice to hear about different areas, specifically the situations you're going to be in, because it's going to be different yeah. for every person. So we're going to hope to go through a few of these things. Yeah. And if not, and you know me and Alex personally, then just message us or send carrier pigeon. <laughs> we we will be receiving carrier pigeons throughout the week and reading what they have. There you go. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Hope you have a good week or weekend or whatever you're listening to this. And happy apocalypse surviving.